You know, the Rebbe used to say always, think good and will be good. Rebbe's mantra. Forever. It's a Hasidic mantra from the Chabad Rebbe's before. I remember once the Rebbe said by a, by a Fabringen, think good and for sure will be good. <laughs> and it was a week that I needed it, so I went to Israel, it was a whole story, and it, it was, and if I did it, it was very hard. There is a story that happened this, in, in this war. There is a, a kibbutz, the, fir, the, first, the first kibbutz, the closest kibbutz to Gaza. It's called Kibbutz Beri. It was established in 1946. The night before the war, they celebrated 77 years to the kibbutz. It was a big party in the, in the dining room. It was a beautiful event. And they, until, until two weeks ago, they had in the kibbutz the largest kibbutz in this part. As 1,100 people, it's considered a big kibbutz. Yeah. And the, when the terrorists came, over 100 terrorists attacked this kibbutz and killed 110 people, 10% of the kibbutz and maybe more. It was a terrible, terrible disaster. And this kibbutz is leaving a woman who is 75 years old. Her name is Perach Pilo. Perach is a flower, a pillow flower, basically. That's her first and last name. She's a child of Holocaust survivors who came in, 19, in the 1950s from Hungary and settled in the kibbutz. She says her mother was traditional, but her parents walked away all the way to the other direction because because of the experience on the Holocaust. They didn't want anything about, to know anything about Judaism. Mm. Nothing. And the kibbutz alone is a secular kibbutz. They established a synagogue in 2006. Ha. You understand? Long time. <laughs> <laughs> and she lives there. And she has no Jewish background, but not, not too much. Her daughter somehow became a Baltshuva, became a Chabadnik. Mm. She married a Chabad man. She raised three children. And her grandson is a Chabad rabbi in Berlin. Wow. Then over the years, she was exposed to Hasidic thinking and this. And one of the things that, that resonated with her is the concept of thing good to be good. She sits 6.30 in the morning. She was sitting on the couch. She just woke up. She got up. She has the siren. She picked up her, there was a bottle of water next to her. I have a bottle of water. And she runs to the, to the, you know, they were like a little, in every house, there is a law in Israel, you have to have like a little a bomb shelter. Mm-hmm. One of the rooms used to be under the buildings. Now it's every, if you build a new home, you have to have every room, has to, every apartment has to have a bomb shelter. She runs to the bomb shelter. You know how much time after the run, run to the bomb shelter? 15 seconds. 15 seconds. She grabbed another blanket. She has a blanket in the bottle, and she's in the bomb shelter. She's 75 years old. She relaxes. She has a barrage of, of uh, missiles, like not normal. Before long, on the application of the kibbutz, you know, every, all of them can take together, talk together. There is terrorist in the kibbutz. There is shooting, and she knows where. Which, which family is complaining about it? That by the edge, the closest to, to us, Gaza. The closest line, line of houses to Gaza is, is, is being attacked first. And another family, in another family, and it's getting worse and worse. Mm. And she gets scared. She's sitting in the dark. She doesn't want any people should know that she's there with a blanket. And she has nothing. And then she thinks to herself, it's going to be good. I'm protected. My parents are Holocaust survivors. I'm protected. Hashem will protect me. God will protect me. Thank you, God, for protecting me. Thank you, Rebbe, for praying for me. She knows about the Rebbe. She heard from... I'm sure that all the Chabad Hasidim are praying for me all over the world. I'm protected. 
she found a notebook there and she wrote it down to herself. She's protected. Then she remembered there is a kid, her daughter left a kid in the, in the, in the bum shelter of um, at the picture of the Rebbe and, and a book. There is a book, it's called Chitas. It's made of three of the Bible, of the book of Psalms, five books of Moses, book of Psalms, and the book of Tanya. Three books together, bind together because you learn from... And the Rebbe said that this book is a book good for... for it brings you security. We have in every car by me, I have a chitas in the car, in the glove department, hmm. and a charity box for, for uh, safety. Yeah, in every, in every place. Then uh, she has this, that she took the picture of the Rebbe, she put right here on, on, her, on her chest. She put, the, she put the, the book, the holy book, the Bible, the chitas, and her heart, and she tells, she speaks to the Rebbe, Rebbe, now you're in charge of my heart, and you better make sure my heart is okay. And she sits there, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And she t- t- contacts her son, Oren, who lives not too far, and he tells her, Imale, I'm coming to take care of you. I'm coming to save you. She said, okay. She answers him, okay. And she's with there, and it's only, it's just getting worse. The noise, the sounds, the Arab screaming, the... The, the no, it's, it's hell. She waits longer, and then she realizes she's a smart woman. She found in the, in, in the, in the room a few cookies, maybe 10 cookies. And she understands that it's going to be a long journey. You need to understand, there is no toilet in the room. There is no, she's no, she has half a bottle of water, 10 cookies. That's it, that's what she has. She decided to divide it Morning two cookies, afternoon two cookies, evening two cookies, and with every two cookies she takes two zips because she needs enough enough water to drink to survive. And that's what she did. And but she constantly telling herself that she's going to be okay. Thousands and thousands and thousands of times she tells herself, she knocks herself in her head, I'm going to be good, I'm going to be okay, it's everything will be perfect. Then your son tells her, Oh, Tell me, tell me where you, send me an application, where, where exactly you're located. She didn't understand why she needs, he knows where she lives. Mm-hmm. But it was such a mess. Then he tells her, I, I, I joined one of the elite units in Israel, in the army, and they have three tanks and they can be coming to save you. Time passed, hours and hours and hours. And her battery of the phone die, die, runs out, and she's left without the phone, sitting in the dark by herself. One lady by herself. Your son, she doesn't know what happened to your son. He's not coming. And then she starts to get negative. What happened to your son? What happened to Oren? Maybe he was hurt. Maybe he was killed. Who knows? And she starts to go to the dark side. But she didn't allow herself. She went back. And then the terrorists came into the house. Later she learned what 12 terrorists in the house. 12? 12 people? And they're trying to open the door of your room. But she, 10 years ago, there was once a terrorist attack around this neighborhood. And she told her daughter, what is this room doing good for me if, it's not a good, if there is no good luck for it? That she called a special uh, locksmith from Zderot. And he walked a whole day and he made a real good luck there. She locked the door and they couldn't open the door. They shut on the door, they tried weapons, they, tried, they couldn't open the door. Hmm. They went to the window. They couldn't. They couldn't get to him. They 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 knew somebody's there because it's locked, but they didn't hear any voice. And she's sitting by herself, and they for hours trying to get into your door. 
and the color in his community will come out and this. And he's shooting nothing. And then the war gets, then they, now talking about 10 hours later, the Israeli army starts to go in and starts to fight. The Israelis said to fight there, there were 12, 12 terrorists. They couldn't, they couldn't control them, they couldn't c- conquer them. They brought a bulldozer to bulldoze the house. They broke the roof in top of the terrorists to be able to kill them. That's the only way to get it. Suddenly she sees her house is falling apart. She is breaking the house. You know? And because of breaking of the house, her door got a little crack. She says the miracle was that the terrorists didn't realize that. Maybe they were already fighting. Right. But the smoke, the debris, the smell, the air where they all came in, and she's, she has a hard time smell as breathing. It didn't do her any good. And she's sitting in the, in the, in this with throughout the whole of this. Two days she was in the room. Hmm. Wow. Two days, forty-eight hours. By that time, it was silent. Early morning, Monday morning, early morning was silent. And she, she decided she has to. She she's opening the window. She needed to breathe. She opened the window. She says she didn't recognize the place. She says the place she grew up all her life. She didn't recognize the place. Then she decides she has to jump over the window. She, she cannot go out on the door. The door is broken. Everything is destroyed. And she's afraid. But she has no shoes. She has a night robe. She has no shoes. She, she never had shoes. But she run. Then she decided she's trying to go up and uh, get closer to the window. She fainted, she fell back. She doesn't know even how long she was laying on the floor, unconscious, sleeping, like an hour and a half, she thinks something like this. She woke up, she felt stronger. So, oh, thank you God for making it. Now I'm stronger, now I can do it. She decided to throw the blanket on the other side of the window. She thought it's grass. And she'll land on the grass. And she got on, the st- on, the, on a chair, the chair on an old sewing machine that was right there. She got over the window, she jumped down. But she fell on, on pieces of cement, of right. concrete, oh, concrete, right. yeah. and rubble. But she landed, she said she got, she got hurt. She was injured. But, says, on the other end, you know, the, the, from, the, from, the, from the concrete kind of sticks out, the, the metal. Yeah, the she rebar, says, the metal rebar. Bars. She was able to hold on to it and to start walking. But without shoes, that she's taking her blanket, puts it on the floor, makes a step, another step. She said, it was silent, dead silent. Nobody's alive, nothing is there. Mm-hmm. She goes there. Then in the middle, she sees at uh, the table of a neighbor that survived there, a bottle of water. She sat down, she drank half a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. She said she needed time to, to relax, and then she continues to walk. She walks a little further. They have like little motorcycles, not motorcycles, like three-wheel three cycles, like mm-hmm. that they drive around in the kibbutz. She found one with a key inside Perfect. Now she's driving. She drives to the gate of the kibbutz. She sees there people standing, show soldiers. But she still doesn't know who is there, who are they. She saw some, look like Jewish soldiers. She went closer to them. She screamed, she screamed soldiers, chayalim, chayalim. They, she, couldn't, she didn't even have the strength. She fell for only eight hours. She barely ate anything. They saw her. They ran to her. She says, first of all, I need to talk to my son. What happened to my son? She was worried about so long for her son. They gave her a charger, she called her son. He's three minutes away, he didn't leave the kibbutz. The, the army didn't allow him to go in because it was full of terrorists. Mm. They say that still are running, running around terrorists there. Mm. And the, his son reunited with her. 
what really happened there? What stands behind the idea of thing good to be good? You know, on the dollar, it's written in God we trust, right? Then I remember once the Rebbe used to give our dollars to a lot of people for charity. Once a, a rabbi from Israel passed by, the Rebbe told him, no, it's written on the dollar, in God we trust. And the Rebbe told him, it's not written in God we believe, it's written in God we trust. The Rebbe told them the difference between trust and believe is from his day and night. It's from one, believe, I believe in God. Good could be good, could be God, I believe. Trust, I trust my children with my wife. You understand? I know that she will do the best. She will only want to do the best for my children. I trust, I give, will you give something that you trust? I trust you, I know this guy will do the best. He will do his best that is possible. Maybe he cannot, but he will do whatever he can. Trusting God means you give it over to God. He said, God, I trust you. I know you want the best for me, and I trust you will do the best for me. And everything is going to work out. And then, even when there is no chance whatsoever, this alone that I have to such trust in God will make it happen. It's creating like a new channel of blessing. Makes me deserve the miracle that God is giving me. I, there is no chance. The doctors give up. Everybody gives up. There's no chance. This alone that you say, God, you can do it, and I trust you will do it, and you will do it, and I'm sure that, I'm sure that you're going to do it. This alone can open the blessing. There is no for sure in life and anything. Right. It's like it's a seatbelt. It's better chance. What happened? This sits a woman by herself. Twelve terrorists in her house. In her house. Everybody around is dead. They're shooting, they're trying everything. What do you need more? The army comes and destroys the house. Right. The army is destroying the house. The army didn't even go to look for people down. Right. They know they Just getting them. people that are shooting at them. Yeah. Killing terrorists. They, they, they didn't look for if somebody's there. If she, the, the chances for her. there be someone there? That'd exactly. Be, yeah. And if they would be, would be dead. The chances for her to survive was zero. And then if she wouldn't go out by herself, she would die there. Nobody would know. She fainted. She could be fainted and be laid, left like this. That means thing good will be good. It's like, it's like an unbelievable power. You know, we learning, we are reading this week the parsha of Noah. What's the difference Noah and Abraham? They, you know, Abraham lived a little bit during the time of Noah. It was forty something years old, forty five, forty eight years old. I don't remember exactly mm. when Noah was still Noah died after forty eight years old of Abraham. What the difference? Noah. Why Abraham was successful but Noah was not? Noah was supposed to bring people to the ark to convince them. He was a pessimist. Why should they believe me? Why they need it? Why should they care? He didn't believe in his mission. He, didn't, he wasn't excited. He was a pessimist. Abraham was the ultimate optimist. God told him, you're going to have a child. You know how long it took until the child became 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And people go around, no, where is your God with your child? Where is your child? Did your God promise you? He didn't ask questions. God said, he gave me a child. He gave me a child. He will give it to me. You'll see. His trust made it happen. That's what we need. And that's what think good will be good. Because when you, when you have this positive attitude, it creates a new reality. And that's what we need every day of our life.